Welcome to the first episode of Two G's in a Pod. I am your lovely co-host, Kevin Williams, and my wonderful co-host, Justin Noel. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? It feels good to be here right now. Got a lot of NBA games ready to start up. The playoffs is this week, and we can't wait. It's about time. We've been waiting for this, man. So let's get straight into it, bro. The first round, got a lot of matchups that we all want to see. Yep, yep. The most intriguing matchup I'm looking at is the 4-5 in the West. We got Houston versus OKC. Boo. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a good matchup. We got Chris Paul playing against uh, the Rockets. You know how how bitter that was last year when they lost. Um, we got Russ trying to finally get his way out the first round. And I'm personally predicting... I'm predicting the upset here. I've got OKC winning this series in seven behind Chris Paul's uh, Chris Paul's leadership, and I think Shai Gilders Alexander is going to come up big in this series. They won't be able to handle Stephen Adams with playing with no center, and I, I think they'll end up beating them. Here's another, the thing. another first round exit for us. I'm not well. In best case scenario for me personally would be that because Russ Westbrook sucks in my opinion, but. Uh, aside from that, um, I'm just not intrigued for the simple fact that I can't hold too much stock into the whole Chris Paul thing. Like he's he's a lot. Of, he's one of those uh, players that get, gets hurt, so his his health is a big part of this. Um, Russell Westbrook is also hurt right now. He has, I think he's dealing with a quad injury yeah, right now. He's, he's guaranteed to miss game one. Right. So, and another thing is, I the bigs of OKC have to play a major role in this, obviously because. Uh, the Rockets have no bigs, but I don't know if OKC has enough shooting. Like they're gonna, the Rockets gonna shoot forty to fifty to even maybe sixty threes in the game. And if they're hot, it's gonna be very hard to beat them. Even though they play that janky style of defense where there's no true center, you have PJ Tucker, you can't get boards, you have Stephen Adams to go directly right. against that. I just feel like one, they have not, they don't have one specific person on the team that's effective at all at stopping James Harden to, from doing whatever he wants to do. And once you can't stop him, that's a wrap. Like, there's no – there's a defense you can play against him. I guess Chris Paul mm-hmm. can figure that out because he's a former teammate of James Harden. He knows him best, I guess you would say. But there's yeah. no real de- there's no real defense besides himself and the refs. Like, if he's getting the calls, there's no way you can defend that. And OKC does not have the, foul, the firepower to continue to shoot the way the Rockets want to shoot the ball. I, I hear what you're saying. I just think uh, they, could make, they could make it tough for them defensively. Um, I – I don't think Steven Adams is going to allow him to just get to the room. But th- like you said, he, they do call a, fo- a lot of fouls for him. So we'll have to see how that how that ends up going. Game one, they'll probably tell us exactly how, which way that series, which way the refs are going to lean in that series as far as what type of calls they're allowing, how, right. how, how physical they're going to let them be. Because if they let them get physical, I, I really like OKC's chances in that series. Watching the games in the bubble, you can see like the level of efficiency hasn't officiating hasn't been the it's same. Been, yeah, it's been kind of poor. Because there's there's calls that other teams are getting that other teams are not getting. I've seen I've seen a uh, play where Anthony Davis got scratched in the eye, and that's just a regular basketball play. And then Kelly Olynyk got called for a flagrant foul the day a couple days later from this almost the exact same play. So there has to be some kind of level of parity between how the refs are going to call. Uh, these playoff games, but 
James Harden tends to not get the whistle as much in the playoffs because it's a much more yeah. half-court set uh, game of basketball. Yeah, we've seen that. One thing I do have to give the Rockets, though, the issue with Harden and Westbrook has been they've they've had to carry so much of the load throughout most of throughout the season that by the time they get here, they're usually dog tired. This layover might have been something them, yeah. they needed. Yeah, it might help them in this situation. Um, we'll we'll have to see how that goes, but that could work in their advantage. This whole four month break that we had, right. Um, I, I also think that there's one thing that the Houston Rockets uh, have figured out that um, a lot of people have not. I mean, they could be aware to it, but um, for for those out there that play 2K, you know how hard it is to stop that five out offensive set where everyone's around the perimeter. And once you can't stay in front of your man, someone has to help and that's an easy kick out. That's exactly what the Rockets want to do. As soon as Russell yeah. Westbrook gets a one on one matchup, more times than not, he's going right by them. It's too quick. And once you make that slight adjustment defensively, it's going to an open shooter and the entire team around can shoot. That's why it's so hard to defend them, even though they have no bigs. Like your that five out uh set is really hard to guard. Unless you have uh good um disciplined defenders that can actually do a two three zone and pull it off, i.e. the Miami Heat. That's one of the teams that can play the zone and actually uh create uh defensive turnovers and all that stuff from the zone. That would uh counteract the, what the Rockets do. Um, speaking about the Miami Heat, though, I think that the most intriguing matchup, obviously, is the Heat versus Indiana in the 4-5 matchup in the East. I just feel like from earlier in the season when uh, when Jimmy Butler and um, T.J. Warren had that little discrepancy or a little scuffle. Oh, yeah, a little scuffle. Muscle and Jimmy, <laughs> he now on his level, that this has been a, a matchup that we've been waiting to see. Uh, we had it in the bubble, but um, T.J. Warren played like garbage. He had what twelve points? He played very yeah, shit. Yeah, you could. Yeah, he uh, he. Jimmy Butler showed that he wasn't on his level. He had twelve points in the first half and zero in the second half. Yeah, my son, where'd, you, where'd you go, TJ? He he put him on that island and said, "Yo, bro, you're not gonna score. What you do, not score." You, you know how Jimmy <laughs> Butler is. like even and he and TJ Warren had some great games leading up to that, making everyone think that oh he's up for this challenge. And then Jimmy Butler got into his view and all that went away. Tail went right between his legs. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the most intriguing matchup just because uh, they have uh, similar styles of basketball. They like to shoot, they like to play defense. One thing is Indiana is missing Sabonis, which is a big part. He's an all-star. It's a big part of what they do. Um, Oladipo hasn't been playing Oladipo-type basketball. He's coming back from an injury, obviously, so it's going to be kind of hard for him to get to that rhythm. So T.J. Warren is going to have to be the doing the lion's share of the scoring, and with Jimmy Butler on him, I just don't see it happening. I feel like uh, the Heat are going to steamroll in five games, and we're going to move on to Milwaukee, but mess. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole the whole TJ Warren thing might have been overblown just a little bit. If you look at the teams that he went against when he was on that run in the bubble, it was I believe it was Philly. Uh, one of them was I can't remember. It was three not very good teams. He is a good player. I'm not gonna act like he's not a good player, but he's not the yeah. superstar that's gonna lead you to, I guess, the promised land. What they think he can do. He's not that. But yeah, I have that series. I have that series going four-one as well. Miami, especially with Sabonis being out, like you said, that is a big. That's a big hit for them. Yeah. Um, I don't think I gave you 
yeah, I said I have, I have OKC in seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, it was me who didn't give you a prediction for that series, even though I think it's a lot more uh, one-sided than you actually think. Um, I'm gonna say Rockets in six. I give I give Chris Paul a couple just because he's a tough veteran. The team's not bad around him, and the Rockets are capable of going cold. So if they if they go cold at any point in the series, it's gonna be a very very hard for them to actually win a game. But yeah, uh, I just they just chuck so much threes up that they're just they have a chance to win any game that they're in. Honestly, no matter who the matchup is, like you can put you can have the biggest of the bigs. They chuck so much threes up. They're just it's hard for them to really really. It's hard for you guys to really count them out. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting. All these games and yeah. all these series. Uh, um, I wouldn't say all of them because I'm well, pretty not sure all of them. Gonna yeah. smoke Orlando, and I think yeah, that well, Toronto's gonna smoke Brooklyn too. Yeah, you're right. The Clippers and the Mavs. That's gonna be a really good series as well. It's interesting. I think. Yeah. The, not the, the, I don't. I don't think the Clippers will lose, but uh, that boy Luca, Luca bad. But the problem is he likes to shrink in big time. We don't like that. Yeah, he, it's going to be exciting to watch. I don't think necessarily. I'm not really giving Dallas much of a chance to beat them. I mean, can we talk they, about, have, they have no. They have nobody to guard Paul George or Kawhi. I mean, they can pretty much guard themselves. Playoff P is a myth. That's the first thing. I don't know what this playoff P thing is that they came up with in the playoff. <laughs> it happened in Miami for those two series when he was younger, but now that no, nah, that's not a thing. Playoff P is absolutely garbage. Um, and Kawhi Leonard has not been taking the challenge like I, the, the Kawhi Leonard that people talk about too. I see a lot of Paul George guarding everyone's best player, and Kawhi Leonard gets to relax and to play great help defense. Where's the dog that we saw when he was in San Antonio guarding everyone's best player? I, I don't see that from. Right now, I see a lot of Paul George getting cooked because he's on the best player all the time. Yeah, I mean it's playoff time now, so when this series gets kicked off this week, we'll we'll see who starts off on who. Uh, as a Lakers fan, are you are you afraid of Portland or are you not believing in the Portland hype right now? Because Damian Lillard has been busting everyone's ass. Damian Lillard is going crazy, like he's been unbelievable. Um, I had to amend what I said uh, maybe a week ago that. The MVP. It's clearly Damian Lillard at this point. Right. At the bubble MVP. With that being said, no, I'm not not worried about Portland. They can't guard anybody. You're gonna find somebody to guard LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh, when they find somebody to do that, then I'll get worried. I mean, until then, no. For Anthony Davis, they have uh, some bodies they can throw at him. They can throw Whiteside at him. They can throw <laughs> at him. They can throw the Collins guy at him. The problem is watching Portland in these last three games where Damian Lillard had to put up 50 twice in the 60-point game just for them to even make it to the playoffs. They, Against Brooklyn. Yeah. They can't stop a water coming out of – like, I don't, they just can't stop anybody from doing anything. Karis LeVert was getting to the, the, the lane, into the paint at will, shooting mid-range jump shots. He he had almost 50 himself. And Gary Trent Jr., I don't know who – He's bullying him, yeah. I don't know who decided he was such a great defensive player. I see Draymond Green tweeting about Gary Trent Jr., he is food, sushi on a plate. That boy, Karis LeVert, ate him alive in that game. And he's the sole reason why Brooklyn was in that game. And we'll enjoy Harris. But uh, Gary Trent Jr. was getting fried like an egg on that day. <laughs> Just straight. He was. He definitely was. Karis uh, LeVert was getting to wherever he wanted on the court. 
getting his shot five, eight, five, eight feet. Yeah, it was straight buckets on your head that you can't do <laughs> nothing about. It's, it's crazy because as I'm watching the game, I'm like, all right, let's see what Brooklyn's trying to do. They wasn't running no sets whatsoever. It was Karis LeVert bringing the ball to court and then forcing a switch on the yep. Gary Jr. and then putting buckets on his head. That was the entire set. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's on me now. Food. I need it. I'm going to eat him alive. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It took a lot for them. It took a, it took Damian Lillard's absolute best effort to get wins against to get close wins against Brooklyn and Memphis. Yeah, uh, this is a the Lakers are completely even with them not playing well right now. This is a completely different ball game. They're in a completely different realm from those last two teams that they just played. For most of the teams they played in the bubble, besides maybe besides the Clippers, but I just don't think they're going to be able to defend like they. They can score points, but when that shot goes cold, what's what's happening now? You're gonna have to lock down on defense, which they can't do. They have no and, yeah. LeBron just I think I, yeah. LeBron is just about to do whatever he wants. And if you can't stop Karis Avert from getting into the lane at will, then if you if you cannot stop that, LeBron James is gonna average forty in this playoff series because he's just gonna take it to the basket <laughs> play it up every time. You can't do nothing about it. I'm sorry. I think this is a bit for the Lakers, though, because they've been playing a lot out of rhythm in the last couple of games of the bubble. They haven't been looking like the Lakers. Yes. This game is going to be per- – this series is going to be perfect for them to get into rhythm. LeBron James is going to be yeah. at the rim and shooting free throws the majority of the series until they sweep them. So he should have no excuse going into the second-round matchup with against against the Rockets or the OKC, whoever it may be. Yeah, I think this is, this is going to give the team a lot of confidence with this series. A bad defensive team, I think – They'll be able to get their three ball, the three ball going, which they've been terrible at pretty much the entire year. Um, I'm looking at for a Lakers four one. I'm gonna give Dame. I'm gonna give him one game outside of respect for what he's been doing. He might pull a fifty. He might pull a fifty ball out of nowhere. So I'll give him one, but that's about uh, it. I think it's that shit is going to be a sweep. Bring the brooms out. Hey, no way in hell. Like I said, if Karis LeVert, if in the in the biggest game of the season to date. Karis Vert, Vert drops 40 points. The, you're not. I mean, Karis Vert is a good player. Don't talk about like he's. Oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great player. But is he LeBron James? No, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of the course best not. player. And he, the point, it's not like he was pulling up and shooting three and couldn't miss. He was just taking it to the rack at will. You don't think LeBron watched that game and said, okay, so we're just going to switch on to Karis. I'm Karis Vert, excuse me. On to Gary Trent Jr. and then I'm gonna to go to work on him. And either he's gonna be in foul trouble, or Melo's gonna be in foul trouble, or Dirk's gonna be in foul trouble. It's just gonna be straight LeBron at the rack and at the free throw rack because you can't stop him from doing anything. I yeah, I hear you. He likes to play that mismatch game anyway. Yep. So he's definitely gonna take advantage of that in the series. I hear you. I mean, it, it's it just there's too many mismatches on the floor for LeBron. If he switches on to Gary Trent, if he switches on to uh, Damian Lillard, if he switches on to TJ McCollum, if he switches on to Melo, like no, none of those four players that start can guard him, and that's where it's over. You can't guard their best player. That's right for you. For for nothing, Lakers sweep. Okay, I was I will say also I'm glad Melo will get to go against LeBron. This is going to be fun to watch those two going at each other. It's not going to be fun for Melo though because he's going to lose. <laughs> it's not going to be fun for him. <laughs> <laughs> if LeBron is totally guarding him, the, the challenge defensively I've seen LeBron James take in this bubble is a challenge I have not seen since he was in Miami. If he's playing the defense like he's been playing in the bubble, then Melo's going to have a very upsetting series because LeBron going to lock him up. <laughs> he just has more of the, the fountain of youth on his side. Like He doesn't move like he's in the year 17. 
mellow, strictly jump shots yeah. and putbacks and fadeaway jumpers. LeBron is – you're going to have to keep up with him if you're, if you're mellow. You're going to be too tired, I think, if he's the one guarding him. Yeah, you're right. Might leak into his offense. All right. So in the bubble, I've seen a lot of interesting things from – uh, from my perspective, I've seen a lot of players that I think are going to have uh, great playoff series based on what I've seen in the bubble. Um, first person that comes to mind, this should not shock you, but my boy Tyler Hero, man. That boy is a bucket. Yeah. He was definitely balling throughout the bubble. As a rookie, coming off the bench, he just he just has the scoring knack. He, just, he finds little ways to get to the basket. He can, he can obviously shoot. He's gritty. He he embodies what Miami should be in Heat culture. Like, he he fits the team. You know what I mean? He, he's definitely yeah. like a – I don't worry about the scoring load on the team anymore because there's times where I'm like, Yo, who's going who's gonna to be that scorer? Because Jimmy Butler isn't a good all-around player, but he gets you the tough buckets at the end of games. I need to do it during the course of the game for someone to get hot, and I think that's Tyler Hero, man. He's a bucket. Yeah, he's definitely going to be big for you guys as a young player. The young players in the playoffs you sometimes can struggle finding their way. I think also with this whole no fan thing, that might be thrown to the side a little bit. Right. Um, I'm looking at Philly and mm-hmm. Ben Simmons going down. Um, I think that was huge for them. I think that absolutely destroyed any chance they had of Wait, so he's done for anything. The, he's done for the playoffs? I did not he's know definitely, that. yeah, he's definitely done. Wow. Uh, he had a knee injury, something with his knee. Kneecap. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like, his but knee yeah, place. yeah, but yeah, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. And especially they drew Boston in the first round, a team that I didn't think they could be. I would probably wouldn't have had them beating them anyway, even with Ben. Right. Especially now without Ben, uh it's gonna be rough for them. I think this this is gonna make them lose the series. Um, which is going to result in the coach getting fired, Brett Brown, and possibly them blowing up. Possibly, yeah, possibly yeah. them blowing up this whole situation and restarting it over. At this point, you have to say that the uh, the process did not work. The process failed. Yeah, yeah, that shit did not work. Bro. The process failed. Because in, in all actuality, oh, yeah. you, you chose a player that you already had one player. Even though Ben Simmons coming out of the draft was the consensus consensus number one pick, he just didn't fit with your team. So why would you not have made arrangements to either trade it or got some got some value for the pick and maybe got somebody else in that draft? I can't really uh, remember who's in that draft. I got to pull it up. But, well, yeah, after Ben, yeah. But come on, man. You have a center inside, and a, you drafted a ball-dominant point guard who cannot shoot with a lick how is it ever going to work it's not you yeah. have one person dominating the paint and the other person can only score in the paint two guys that make their living in there two of your, your two best players that can only do that this is not 1994 where you have twin towers or whatever it right be. you need shooting especially coming from a ball dominant person and it just wasn't doomed from the start they had a the little run because they do play defense you know what i mean and ben is skilled on the defensive end he's he's tall he's lanky but him and Joel and B just did not work together at all. Right. That makes me think. Could you imagine if they took Tatum instead of Fultz? Oh, brother. Cause it, it's, <laughs> it's, it wouldn't even be a problem now. You can ship Ben off and get some great pieces for Ben for Ben Simmons to make that team a championship quality team with, with 
with Embiid and Tatum as your two uh, star players. Yeah. Tatum will be doing what Tobias Harris is doing, but at a higher level. Right. And you screwed the pooch and took the wrong person. Even though Markel Fultz is not even that bad of a player because he's, he's on, not bad. He's not. He's, 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 he's not he, a bad player. Oh, the Orlando Magic are in the playoffs and he's a starter for them. So yeah. clearly he's he's not that yeah. bad of a player. You just screwed yeah, the pooch on that one too. He's he's yeah. If it would have just been him and him and Joel Embiid, then Joel Embiid would have been the outright star, and then you could have had a nice complimentary player to him and Markel Fultz. But then you got rid of him for no reason. So now you're stuck. Yeah, they. They didn't. They didn't trust the process with that one. Clearly, yeah. no, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screwed the pooch on that one too. Um, we can't be remiss, and when, while talking about notable standouts from the bubble, without talking about Dame Dollar. Oh my god. Oh my god. Talk about unstoppable. Insatiable. Pulling up from the logo. When he pulled that shot against Brooklyn. I he was walking court and I just said I, I knew he was gonna do that. You just see it in his eyes like, gonna pull. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, he's pulling up and it's going in. Yo <laughs> I've never had well. I've never had so much faith in a person making a shot like Steph Curry to this very moment right now. Even though Steph Curry's on yeah. the owner of the clip of when it comes to shooting three every time he puts the ball in there, I think it's going in. But when Dame just pulls up, I just say, oh, it has to go in because yo, every shot that Dame Lily takes, it looks like it's gonna be short and it drops right in the bucket every time. It's totally different from Steph Curry. He has so much arc on that shot that it's different. Yeah. Dame Dollar's shots look like they're about to be short. And every time, swat, nothing but net. And the way just the way he uh the way he wills that team to victory every time. I mean, like you can see he's he's essentially orchestrating the game, really. Right. And then when it's time when it's time things are getting a little nervous, he, he's gonna come in, he's gonna uh make a big bucket, make a key play, and then Go back to orchestrating, orchestrating the game until the fourth quarter comes, and you know it's it's game time, and and he's gonna take over and, and win the game for you. I don't like to really mention other yeah. girls on here, but I would once again be remiss in not bringing up the fact that one Skip Bellis thinks that uh, Damian Lillard is not a superstar. What drug? Do you have to take? He's a he's a he's a clown to become bro. to that is just sheer stupidity. Look at what he's doing. After you said he was not a star, he dropped fifty again and then the sixty ball. And he, what does he have to do to show you that he is a superstar? He has to win a championship. So he wants. Yeah. I don't know what your like. I don't know what his criteria is for certain players. Like Kawhi Leonard was damn near. You thought he thought Kawhi Leonard was a superstar when he won a championship with the Spurs as. Like a second year player, a third year player, or maybe rookie. I can't remember what it was, but like that, he wasn't the, the main cog in that. If, if the Blazers go as far as as far as Dame Lillard takes them, like if yeah. he plays terrible, they lose. <laughs> like that, that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And not only is he doing this in big spots, he's putting up incredible numbers. It's not like he's putting up these numbers in garbage time. All the points that he has, yeah, <laughs> they all matter because without. You take up about like three or four of those points, they lose. Right, because like, every game they need every bucket that he gives them. And the man just says, "Nope." He just keeps what Shannon Sharp say. Keeps moving the goalposts for certain players. Moving Still, the goalposts, LeBron, LeBron. You just make up new rules to convince yourself that he's not where you think he is. It's it's ridiculous at this point. It's honestly, honestly not- like it doesn't even seem real. I don't know if we're watching the same game. You keep bringing up the fact that you've been a reporter since the seventies. 
We don't give a crap. The eye test, right, okay. the eye test all the time. My eye test tells me that boy right there is a superstar and nothing under that. Absolutely. We'll see, though, because he don't act like this when my boy Wardell be in the league. So when Wardell come back, we're going to see. <laughs> Wardell put yeah, that fans heart. You keep, you keep counting up the Warriors. I'm like, listen, man, y'all clearly forgot already. I ain't forget. Oh, they got a plan. Right. They brew it. I didn't like it. As much as I didn't like it. That's what, that's especially why I ain't forget how many times they just shot my heart out, man. I, uh-huh. I ain't sleeping on them boys. Recently, Alvin Gentry got fired, and I'm a little upset with that. I'm not saying Alvin Gentry is is Phil Jackson or anything like that, but when the medical staff is literally handicapping him by not letting him play his best player in a playoff run. And then you're gonna go and fire him for that? I don't see how those two things go together. Um, like, I kind of understood the firing, even though Alvin Gentry is one of the well, like, more well liked coaches, and you know what I mean, a, a, a good, a damn yeah. good coach at that. But I just He's felt coach, like yeah. there was just something wrong at, from the jump. I didn't like the way, like, all right, so the organization clearly has some kind of minutes restriction on Zion. But it doesn't make sense. From the very first game, you you guys had to win damn near every game in this bubble to even make it to the playoffs. And yeah. um, you, you didn't try to win the very first game. Zion was on the bench when it was time to. Yeah, he played 15 minutes. So what was the point of even him going to the bubble if you're going to sit him down? Like he had four or five months to get healthy. And yeah, so what, yeah that's, what that's the question you? I'm asking. Is he healthy or not? What's this? If he's healthy, let him play. Like, you're just going to keep waiting for being scared? Like, oh, he might get injured. Well, he could get injured in the first game next year. Right. After you let him you let him sit all this time, right? So, and then, then what are you going to do? What are you going to say? It's, they're just being super cautious. He got, he got hurt. The problem is he's really heavy, and they're afraid that their pick is not going to work out. I mean, if you had concerns about him, because he's been injured before, like throughout his, uh, he, his, he got injured in college. You knew that. Right. You knew he was heavy before you he, took him. Yeah, apparently he got injured. Then in you should have took Jonathan. He got injured in he got injured in high school. He got injured in AAU. So this is clearly a problem that follows him just because the way he plays basketball. So if you were going to be this precautious with him, why draft him in the first place? That doesn't yeah, make sense. It, it, if they're going to do that, then then take John. Right. Take somebody else. Like what? I mean, we can see the star pot- the potential in Zion. He's gonna bring, he's gonna have people buying tickets and bring fans into the seats. You know what I mean? But do you, the, it's all about the money. Or do you want to actually win? Because the team, as constructed, is not a terrible team. Not. And the coach shouldn't have been, I guess, shouldn't have been fired. But once again, I didn't see any motivation from any of the players. I didn't see like they didn't come out like they wanted to play. And maybe that's because Zion wasn't with him, and maybe Zion like a more of a leader than you think he is on the team. But like, it didn't seem like anybody wanted to play for Alvin Gentry. And it's probably the reason why they fired him rather than him doing a terrible coaching job. Because I think he did pretty yeah. decently. Sure. Yeah, I I just don't like that man. I I mean, is it his fault that they're they turned the ball over the whole all the time? Is that his fault? Discipline is, is that his fault that he he can't he can't put out his best. He can't play his best player in crunch time. I mean, the t- the turnover thing is a discipline problem, and that does come from the coach. Like, the more disciplined teams don't turn the ball over. Like, you know what I mean? And that they're they are still a young team, 
But there's just a lot of factors going into that, man. I don't like the way Lonzo Ball is playing. Maybe it's time for me to jump off the bandwagon, but you play like actual crap. And I keep I keep seeing the potential or hearing about the potential he's supposed to have as a, as a third or fourth year player. And he's seems like he's reached his peak already. Like he, he came into the bubble, everyone had a fresh start, and you're getting seven points a game. Like, bro, everyone at the same yeah. level. Everyone at the same level. I, I hear you. And I hear you. I wanna I wanna give him sorry, I wanna give him one full year though, next season. Because before we went before we went on this whole layover quarantine. He was actually boiling in those last few games that he played. So I would have liked to see if he kept could have kept that up. But if if you don't show me something this year, I'm out. I just don't think he works on his game seriously enough. I see in his little workout videos, he doesn't even lift the weights correctly. Like so practice makes perfect. So what are you doing? Like, I feel like his father has gotten him into a way of working out. And that's what he sticks with. There's you're, you have NBA money now, bro. Go seek out a trainer and get your body right and get your game right. Like you have nothing else to do. This is your occupation. Your job is to literally play right. basketball. So how can you not be getting better? At it, is my question. If you are you not hungry exactly. enough, like the jump shot's still not there. He's still he's he's too passive as a as a player. You're like six six playing point guard. Most of the people who are guarding you cannot guard you. What's going on? I, I don't know, man. I. He really disappointed me in this bubble, man. Uh, I thought I thought the Pelicans would find their way into the AC the way the they NBA won. basically set yeah. it up for them. Exactly, the so, famous for them. Yeah, and he was a he was part of the leading force as to why that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, he didn't play very well at all. I mean, like I said, the team constructed is okay. They need a little deeper bench, but the team is decent. It's just the turnovers killed them. Um, they don't have a, a prominent, like, uh, big man. Uh, I think it's uh, Okafor, Hello, Okafor, and uh, Derek Favors. Derek Favors, oh, my God. <laughs> have you ever seen the episode of The Fairly Odd Parents where everyone's gray and they all look alike and everything's blobs? Yeah. That's what he reminds yeah. me of, just nothingness. It's a blob of nothingness. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't excite me whatsoever. When I think of Derek Favorite, I think of the most bland thing I can think of. Like, he's just, he's just there for space, bro. You don't do nothing. Like, you just do nothing. the big guy. What do you really do? I didn't like him when he was in Utah. I'm like, yo, bro, they was theatric on this guy. He's just a boulder sitting down there in the paint, not moving. That's it. Can't shoot. He can't rebound because he's big, but like he don't do nothing offensively or defensively. That like, you know what? He deserves yeah. worthy minutes. He's just a body. Yeah, you got to give me something excellent somewhere, especially where they took him to. Right. He's just yeah. So maybe they need to fix a couple things, but honestly, the Pelicans really disappointed me because I thought they had a great chance. Out of all the people I that had a chance to make it in the West in this play in, I gave. The Pelicans and the Blazers the best shot, and I gave the worst shots to the Memphis and the Suns, and the Suns end up end up outperforming what they were supposed to. Memphis Grizzlies ended where just about where I thought they were going to end up, but the Pelicans severely disappointed me. I thought they would have a good chance, especially with Bi coming into his own. Yeah, they didn't turn out that way. Thank you for listening to the first installment of Two G's in the Pod. Please follow us at. Uh, our Instagram and Twitter, which is at two G's in the pod. Don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, and share our podcast coming to all platforms that you're comfortable with iTunes, SoundCloud, all that. Uh, we're signing off.